0: Are you ready? Yeah, I just... I'm hitting record. He's, he's recording. Like what happened
1: to your whole top fucking goddamn monstrosity? Where's that
0: at? I don't have it. I haven't had what it happened? for a while. It was here last week. I had a mic, I think, on top of it. Where did you fucking find this guy?
2: I don't know. Are you going to start? Oh my God. Are
1: you he, ready? I'm ready. Hey, everybody. And welcome to The Void. A show about... <laughs> I'm just like, uh, <laughs> you ready? Uh, I was just fucking with you. I yeah. can tell
0: you're on fire, because I have my no, I'm good. My level set for last week, and we're like oh, wait, wait, getting hi. into the oranges yeah. and the reds.
1: Well, you got the door closed, too. I had
0: some alcohol today. Yeah. I hadn't had any for,
1: like literally yesterday, I had two drinks. I told you that. That's all I'd had in right. like seven days. You ready?
2: Are you really doing an intro? Yeah, I'm yeah. Do an intro. Get it. God damn, what's it. the matter with Start you your stopwatch first. <sighs>
1: You know, what just I, killed you know, his motivation. You know what fires me up more than anything when Mitch is fired up. Well, like when Mitch yeah. is on fire, then we're fired. God, what's the matter with no, you? No,
0: when he's fired up is whenever you turn on the hose and you realize the handle was on the on position and it's <laughs> and you got to go catch it. That's what it's like whenever whenever That's Mitch good. is in that mode. Oh man, you got to go catch it before it sprays you. Are you gonna be okay? I'm good. Are you sure? I'm just your waiting for you to start.
1: Like, your eyes are like two inches uh, open. They're yeah. like this. Like a cocaine addict at 3 a.m.
2: It's because it's 6.45. You got a lot of shit to do tonight. And I still got three hours worth of shit to do after this podcast. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome to The Void, a podcast about small business, life, love, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Oh, geez. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That's exactly where it is. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch told me I had to do the intro today. We, We... We... We started a new intro policy. No one really knows what it is. There are no guidelines. It's off-the-cuff intros. So it's going to be off-the-cuff intros from now on. I am the host of this show, David Hilden, and with me as always, <laughs>
2: with yeah. me as always,
1: the greatest friend I've ever had, other than my brother, oh. that's been given to me, my God.
2: Austin, he's Mitch talking... Mitchell Allen oh. Smedley. and his right Damn. hand. Nah, got middle named yeah. Beside-
0: and-
1: and- Mitchell William- Allen Smedley. Mitchell Allen Smedley. his
2: right hand. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's, that's his dirty. best friend.
2: Yeah. It's true, but it's From dirty. the most
1: conservative guy in the group. Yeah. Dave, making you, a
0: masturbation joke. Can you yeah. give us some context? Do you think Jesus this, masturbated? Can you give us some yes. context on uh, just everything that's been happening up until this point? Fill, fill what in. are you talking about? Today? Yeah.
1: Oh. The last hour. Oh, you mean just Mitch's life? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't.
2: Well, that's I will, that's I will. the topic of the show. Like, so I, want I your, so your perspective. I into,
1: so I come into the house today, and... Grant, Mitch's youngest son is sitting on the couch so I go straight to Grant I say, hey dude
2: Come into my
0: house
1: Yeah, yeah, your yeah. house What did I say?
2: You, well, you said I come into the house So I'm, well, it's your I'm just house. establishing I, You come over to record right. the podcast in my
1: Whatever, house Ever, Mitch Oh, this is going to be a long time Micromanager <laughs> I go over to him and I give him congratulations. Obviously, he killed his first deer. Killed his first deer. Super proud. Yep. I was proud of him. Yep. Good we talked Grant. about it for 10 minutes. He acted like he didn't know what I was talking about, which obviously I knew he was just full of shit. You have to do that to be cool.
0: Yeah. What are you talking about, man? That's yeah. And I can day.
1: hear Mitch and Danielle in the background arguing about fucking God knows what at the time. Work. So I drag it out a little further. Mm. So I'm talking to Grant, you know, and eight, 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 eight. I go over. We look at Mitch's new gun he got. Little three oh eight. Yeah. Semi automatic. AR ten.
2: AR ten. Cool. A little gun it that's is, twenty that pounds. Is five AR safer. Than an AR-15. For all of you people out there that think AR-15s are dangerous, yes, I am five ARs safer.
1: Yes, because he moves five times slower because the ammo is so fucking big. <laughs> it's a That's big That's exactly why. That's those are really bolt action rifles. That's bolt action rifle ammo.
2: Did I tell you what Grant said the one he shot that deer?
1: No. What did he say?
2: Like woods are quiet, right? Yeah. So you shoot the deer, and he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> I fire drilled his ass. And I'm like, fire drilled? What's he talking about? What do you mean? He goes, that deer stopped, dropped, and rolled. And I'm like, oh, my God. You've been
1: working on that for a week. Oh, yeah, he's been waiting. He's been
2: waiting. And then, so he texts all of his buddies the picture of the deer.
1: Yeah.
2: And one of his buddies is like, oh, everyone's going to say you like took that deer away from his family. And, yeah. and I'm like, and yeah, they, they don't really team. have families. Like, no. that deer doesn't even know who his dad is. And Grant looks at me and he goes, oh, yeah, did his dad go out to get the milk? <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, dang, with the one-liners, kid. Dude, I was going to say
1: something <laughs> extremely racist, but I <laughs> yeah. but I didn't. Like, yes, yeah. did his dad go out to yeah. I gotta he, get I got to get cigarettes, honey. I'll be back in an hour. Yeah. yeah. Gone. Awful. But anyway, so yeah, we're talking. I hear you two bickering, moaning, carrying on. I look at Austin. Austin gives me the eye roll. Uh, don't go over there. And then I hear Danielle, we'll have to talk about this later <laughs> when no one's here. Yeah.
2: So will, will be we, fear- like,
1: I instantly know, Yeah. oh, shit. Mitch ain't getting laid for at
2: least twenty minutes. No. Well, to be fair,
0: did, did, you, did you hear
2: what she said right before that? No. She goes, "We might be angry, fucking later." Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't hear yeah. that. That is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, to be fair to Mitch. Like, I don't think they have been in uh, an oh, argument good, like that in dude. front of us for a long time. So it's I mean, not an argument. Yeah, it's, it's not, a it's a
2: work disagreement. Work, this is not yeah. a relational argument. Well, yeah.
0: let's talk
1: about that for a second. That's why, like. It So so as far as Trade Wins is concerned, like someday I hope that Janine can be part of our Trade Wins team.
2: Like uh-huh. when it gets to the point where it's really big. I don't hope Danielle can. Because,
0: <laughs> ouch. She keeps asking. Well, that's
1: no, that's is, no offense to Danielle. I just, she doesn't need Jeanine to be. Janine is super organized and yeah. can she can manage like 20 people in a really tight, um, how do I say this? In a tight budgeted environment. Mm. Right. Like from working in the healthcare industry, she's done it. She's good so at like say no. Yeah, so, yeah, she's good at looking you in the eye, giving you the finger, not saying anything, walking away, and then turning back around and going, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, she has no problem with that. So I'm right. hoping
2: that... Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show.
1: Like if someday Wins takes off, like she could be there. But at the same time, I'm like scared to death because we will have conversations just like you guys were having tonight. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, so later when you're asleep, I'm going to stab you in the neck. Well... Like, I know she's not a redhead like your wife, so I'm not as scared, but seriously, I wouldn't sleep in the same room with your wife if her and I were having an argument.
2: Like, I, I don't
1: I don't mean to be offensive, but there's no fucking way that would happen. Like, I'd be scared to death, dude.
2: We She's crazy as hell. We do a really good job of separating business from personal, though. Like, we can have arguments about business... And then be like, "All right, where's date night?" And then go have a personal date night,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you not be. You know what be... that means?
1: You're both psychopaths.
2: Oh, maybe. <laughs> I, we're just really good about separating it, That's she all. She
1: literally said, we maybe hate fucking. So
2: <laughs> ironically, ironically, what we were bickering about is the topic of the show.
1: What's the topic of the show?
2: The topic of the show is guarding your time. We've only been talking in six minutes. What else you want? To, you want to talk about anything else? We're, no, we're this is probably
1: going to take a while.
0: Okay.
2: We get off on a lot of tangents. Yeah, he's so. got
0: a lot of steam. We got
1: to yeah. roll. Yeah. I don't know So it's steam. Tip that barrel over. Shit. I, I don't know what it is today.
2: When you're running a business, starting a business or anything else, you got to realize that your time is the most uh, most important asset you have. Uh, Time is the one thing in the entire world we can't get back. You could lose all your money and make it back. You could lose all your employees and make it back. You could lose your spouse and get them back or get somebody else, right? (laughs) Um, I mean, you can't (laughs) lose your kids and get them back, right? I, I mean, I get that, right? But your spouse is dead. You get your <laughs> spouse. Got it. Yeah.
1: Okay. But are replaceable. Understood. Move well, on.
2: What I'm saying is time is the one thing we can't get back. And so <clears> you <throat> have to, when you're younger in business, you have nothing but time, right? <clears throat> and we've mentioned it on the show before that poor people will spend time to save money and wealthy people will spend money to save time because they understand how important their time is right? And it's not a selfish thing. It's literally,
1: it's, it's what life is. Well, it's what it is.
2: And as you're growing a business and, and I can say this just, I mean, we only have nine, nine employees in the whole company, but, um, I can say this having nine employees because I can understand it for companies that have 90 or 900 employees that as the owner of that company, your time is the most important thing. And, and so, um, you know, when you're when you're young in business, you're poor, so you're spending time to save money. Yeah. But as you start getting established, you start to become closer to wealthier, right? Yeah. And so now you start spending money to save time. We talked about it on a couple of episodes ago, where we are uh, buying our time back, right? Or we're, attempting to, yeah. Right. We're delegating tasks to other people to free up our time, and that's where it starts, right? You're, yeah, you hire
1: someone to take part of your job away from you so yeah. that you have time. Like you don't realize it at the time, but that's what you're doing. Yeah. You are literally buying time so that you can focus your energy in another place to either grow your business or, or work on another focus, whether it be outside the business, whatever. More or, family time doesn't yeah. matter. Or
2: maintain your sanity. Yeah. Right? So you don't kill people. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of control freak business owners out there that refuse to hire managers and refuse to hire these people that could help.
1: <coughs> <For summers>.
2: Yeah. <coughs> they, they could help pilot their net. ship. Yeah. And instead, they literally go insane, right? Yeah. And a lot of those people are of uh, the adage of like, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. Well, and those
1: people literally, I mean, they are control freaks. Yeah. Right. Like. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They it's it It's so weird and I know three or four different old guys that are like this at the beginning, they were willing to do that, to hire people to work on yeah stuff, to free up their time, to grow their business or take on other ventures or whatever, and then as they get older, like that bubble shrinks yeah they a, a guy quits or whatever, and they don't want to hire another manager, and then they just take that on, yeah, and then that kind of becomes their persona of then the next guy they become a lone wolf and then they take that and then they're alone exactly they're a lone wolf and they're like no no one else can take it this is this is what it's going to be and if if i haven't um known them or had them hired before or whatever i'm not bringing someone on to train them yeah and the the thing about all those people that i know everything they have in common is they're extremely wealthy and don't have to do it they just love it and want to do it and are Pretty insane, and don't care about their family. It's like a paid it's, hobby
2: at that at that level, right?
1: I think it's yes. I mean, I want to say that, but I think really it's part of a like an underlying issue of they can't let go. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah,
2: totally. Just, it, it,
1: if I don't do this, I feel worthless. Yeah. even though I've built this empire. Well, that's it's, why you see
2: sports players it's retire it's and then come back out of retirement. Yeah, same because thing. they they can't handle that adjustment.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, I I know guys that are worth thirty million dollars and literally could. Go fishing every day, hunting in the fall and the winter, have vacation homes, and they still work every day. It's like, dude, do you know that when you die, like you can't take that money with you? Right. Like, what the fuck are you doing? The whole reason um, that we, not the whole reason, but a main reason we started the podcast and Tradewinds is to help everyone get to a level where they can then sell off. Or be satisfied where they're at so that they can retire and have time with their families. Right. Like that's what's really important, right? No, and,
2: and the idea that, you know, the, the government <clears throat> system of you work until you're 68. Fuck and, them. And then you enjoy, like the average person lives to 75. So I'm supposed to work until, I'm supposed to work my entire life so I can try to enjoy. The yeah. shittiest seven or eight years of my yeah. life, like the last yeah. seven or yeah. eight years. You
1: did, and I know you don't know this, but so on the Monday motivationals, I did one that's a whiteboard and it's like a graph and it's like 10, 20, 30, like those are years of your life. And it was like retire here and this. And then at the end, it like at, I think I put it at 78, like most likely you're just dead. Dead. Right. And so like I explained like, Hey, look, if you're going to retire and you're going to have a small business, like your goal is here. It's 50, it's 55. Yeah. Like that's your goal, so that you can enjoy some of that time. But you have to have a plan to get there. Yeah, you should. You should start watching my Monday motivationals.
2: Well, now that you're posting them in the group, I will.
1: Don't you uh, think that's better?
2: Yeah, I hundred percent. Yeah. It's so it.
1: well, they don't have to log in. And all you got to right? do is
2: tag at everyone when you post it. I don't have to. It's in the group. I understand, but oh, so that they so that they get a notification. You, you get yeah. one at everyone tag a day. Yeah. Did you watch mine today? I did from this week. What do you think? Was it okay? It's good. Okay. Love it. All right. So. Um,
1: that's the thing about Mitch. I can't ever tell if he's lying to me or not. I don't lie.
0: Well, something to add to mm-hmm. this is uh You don't? You uh-uh. thought it was good? Okay. Yeah. Elon Musk talks about in interviews where he's obviously crazy, successful, and wealthy, but he loves the engineering, and he'd rather spend all of his time engineering than... Yeah, because that's his passion. Yeah. yeah. That's so, what
1: drives him. That's what makes. That's what gives his life focus. I think right. he says
0: he spends like 80% of his time like in the engineering side of... Yeah. He, probably, yeah. he, he probably
1: flips up his computer and there's 75 monitors and then he probably loves diving into the engineering. Yeah. Um, it's like you with the video. So You don't want to own your own business. You want to yeah. do videography.
0: I go through phases where I'm like, dude, I think I can do this. And then there's some days where I'm like, dude, like, I, do, I don't see myself being the guy that's like, hopping from wedding to wedding to senior shoot to senior shoot. Like I want to do, if I do anything, yeah. it's going to be freaking like big, like yeah. big operation. Yeah.
2: See?
1: Same
0: thing.
2: <laughs> so getting back on topic here with sorry. guarding your time. I apologize. I just <laughs> sorry, stole all of your all right. time, Mitch. That's all right. And
1: by, and by I'm sorry, I mean, I'm not sorry. I, know. Fuck you? I know you get after
2: it. <laughs> so when we're, when we're talking about time, so like when you're young in business, you don't have customers yet. You don't have service calls yet. So you're willing to spend tons of time, to get to a good level. Yeah. Well then as all of that starts working and starts gaining traction, well now you have more work than you can handle. And so you have to use your time wisely and hire people and put them in the right places and empower people to do the task for you and buy back your time. Right. And, um, as a, like our company has a total of nine employees, there's a lot of time that is required of me that nobody will ever see and nobody will ever be able to attribute to. Right. Yeah. Um, We have like right now we have a wonky thing going on in our financial statements that I'm trying to get to the bottom of. And ultimately it just takes time. It takes me learning about it. It takes me reaching out to interesting or not interesting. It takes me reaching out to like our accountant and my financial person to learn, like what happened to cause this, and is it real? Is it not real, and all that stuff? So you
1: can't bring that shit up and not tell me what's going on. So what, what like what is
2: the the last, last Q three? Yeah, the last Q three report I pulled, we were at twenty percent net profit. twenty yeah, percent every month. Fucking right, one month ago. Right. What are you talking? About? So I pulled a Q three report four or five days ago, and it's showing ten percent net profit, and there's like this big charge allocated to um, employee benefits, and we don't know where the charge came from.
1: So it's got to be your accountant. Um,
2: it's a journal entry. It's got to be and, a
1: general journal entry that your right. accountant
2: made because you and, or your
1: wife didn't make it. I know and, that.
2: Right. And, and so the accountant is acting, the, the accountant is saying they didn't make it, but they're saying it was made and like somebody had to make this journal entry. But ultimately, <clears throat> is this a journal entry that just mitigates some of our tax burden and we were really at 20% net, but this just makes it look like less so we don't have to pay as much taxes? Or yeah, which could be right. Or yeah, is were we really actually ten percent net profit? And then I've got big problems I need to go solve, right? And unfortunately, okay. those types of things don't get fixed unless I'm dedicating time to having Zoom meetings with accountants <clears throat> to share screens and learn about this, and Zoom meetings with my financial guy to cut their bull. Like accountants don't talk in normal language. No. Accountants talk in accountant speak. And so I have to involve my financial guy so he can translate shit and he can call them on their bullshit because they're talking in accountant speak and I don't know if they're right or wrong, right? So it's this, it's all this work, right? And that's just one small example of well, when, you, when you're owning the- a business... And that's, the things that you have to invest in that nobody will ever see. Like my employees don't yeah. care if we have a ten percent net or twenty percent net. No,
1: they don't, and right? they shouldn't. That's not their job to care. Right? Like it, T- totally. And, and that's what we talk about when we talk about non billable hours. Like those are non billable hours that you're working. Right. Like, and and that's why you're getting. It's so weird, like the, what employees think versus what they actually know or what is the actual truth. There's like three versions there, right? Like, oh, Mitch is just fucking off all day. Right. Oh, why is he getting that salary? Well, Mitch is getting that salary because he's got to spend the next 24 hours fucking with that goddamn shit that no one wants to deal
2: with. I'm I'm the middle-paid guy in my company. It's, 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 <laughs> don't distract me from what I'm saying.
0: Well, no, it's like if you take the risk, you get the reward. Like, I remember having an argument about something like that, how... She's like, oh well, we should make as much money as a CEO. I'm like, you realize that like if he makes one bad decision and tanks quit trip, he's going down with it, yeah, because he's at the top. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly what happens. But and
1: in, and in, in, in what you were saying earlier about, um, accountant versus financial strategist, like that's why I liked, have always liked doing my own bookkeeping mm-hmm. and my own staying on top of everything and my own like when my accountant um, has a question, I go there. Right. Like, I don't Zoom call. I go there and I say, okay, bring up my stuff.
2: Yeah, my account's in Florida, so that can't happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should get one that's local.
2: No. Maybe, no, I love my accountant.
1: Maybe you should get... So what?
2: Who cares? I don't need to go see... I
1: want th- to go in there, and I want like I want the screen to be in front of us, and then I look them in the eye because I know then, hey, look, what is this? And right. I can point fucking at it. But now, I know you can do that on Zoom, and I know blah, 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 blah. I like interpersonal relationship with the people that are handling my money, right? And the people that are watching my kid and the like. I just like we said this a little bit earlier. I'm a super control freak about a lot, not about a lot of things, but the things I am like is over the top.
2: Right. Well, so like I don't want to have a super personal relationship with my accountant. I I don't want no. I don't want to view my accountant as my friend. They they have a job to do. Their job is to guard my finances, and their job is to deliver the the goods, yeah. right?
1: keep your enemies close and your uh, friends even closer. That's <laughs> well, the same thing with accountant. I want them to know that I'm over their shoulder and within arm's reach at right. all times. And and so, like... Like, I will drive to your fucking house if my shit gets messed up, so it fucking better not be.
2: Yeah, like, for like me... I know that's
1: over the top, but what I was saying before, it's, I, I'm just... Super paranoid about this.
2: Yeah, I don't need to go to the office to do that. Plus, uh, on the topic of guarding my time, I don't (laughs) want to waste the 30 minute drive it would take to get to the accountant's office and back. And I don't want to waste the I want to be able to I want to be able to control my time doing exactly what I want or need to do in the business and then take 30 seconds to transition into a Zoom meeting and bark the orders tell them what's, you know, demand the results or do whatever needs to happen. And then I want to immediately after the Zoom meeting's over, take the 30 seconds to transition back into doing what I want to do. Yeah. Like, and,
1: and I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to, like what you just said there, what I want to do. So like what I want to do is to know interpersonally what's happening with my money. Right. So so everyone has to have a different idea of what's important to them And what's not wasting their time, how they see it. Right, right. We all get to choose where we invest our time. Right. Where I want to invest my time is knowing where that money's at and knowing exactly what's going on. Yeah. You want to trust someone or have trust with someone that is making the right decisions and then focus your energy on building the business.
2: Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's trust that they're doing it right. But obviously, like I just caught an anomaly our profit was cut in half yeah. on the books That's what right I'm saying. and and I caught it within several hours of it happening and and so now like I don't want to have to spend the time to figure this out but yeah. I have to in order for the success of the business yeah. right and
1: I I and, love that stuff I'm like I love it like yeah. I being on top of that stuff is what drives me to be great it, it's so weird like e- how everyone has different things that they're passionate about in a certain business, you yeah. know what I mean like for you, it feels like a waste
2: of time, right because you shouldn't have to be doing it no, 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 it does not feel like a waste of time what what uh, I think what you're confused it's it's not the meeting with the accountant it's a waste of time it's the it's the thought that I have to have a local like what you were saying I had to have a local accountant so I can go stand in their office like i can I can have an accountant anywhere in the world as long as we can achieve the results and I can meet through zoom whenever I need to discuss anything. Yeah. Right. Like I don't have to have that go out to dinner with like I've gone out to dinner with my account oh, and that's one of the accounts I fired.
1: I, I, I'm i <laughs> not taking them out to dinner. I just, when shit's messed up, I want to be able to be there.
2: Yeah. Like
1: face to face. And like, I don't like, need the friends, but I don't, don't want to be there.
2: <laughs> I don't need the face to face. Like I can send the email. I can do the zoom call. I can fire them. If I don't get the results I need, like, like all of that stuff you don't have to have the local person for that. And, and I'll be honest with you. If you're listening to the show and you're wondering what to do for an accountant, a lot of times your local accountant is not the best one. There are a lot of tiny little mom and pop local accountants out there that are scared to death of the IRS. And you do not want an accountant that's scared of the IRS. No. You want an accountant no. that knows the rules and is willing to tell the IRS to fuck off when the IRS is wrong. Yeah. That's what you need in an well, account.
1: And when you have it like, um, so my accountant, they have like, we have an agreement. I shouldn't say we. They have an agreement with all of their clients that they have to sign at the beginning of every tax season right? or at the end of a tax season that says, hey, look, if the IRS comes calling, we're here for you. Right. This is what we do. This is what we offer. And then they sign it, and it says, we have your back. Right, And right. then you sign it, and then they file it, and then they send it to you again that says, hey, by the way, just letting you know.
2: Yeah. We have Accountant- your back.
1: Like, that's... Those are good accountants because you know that they're not scared,
2: right? Accountant red flags are when an accountant says that might trigger an audit and they're scared of the audit. That's a red flag. An accountant should not fear an audit. An accountant that fears an audit means they don't know if they're doing stuff right or they know they're doing stuff wrong. Otherwise, yeah. you won't be afraid of an audit. Yeah. Audit my ass, right? And if it's if this is be if this is aggressive tax behavior that might trigger an audit, but we're good on taxes, audit me.
1: Well, I don't care, uh, you, right? Uh, just side tangent. Like the thing about a tax audit. So if you're pushing the fence on, we know there's a gray area. Okay, everyone knows there's a gray area with taxes. Okay, yeah. If you're pushing the gray area and you get audited and you st- and and you haven't done anything wrong, you still have to pay the hours that your accountant is working on that. Right. And or attorney's fees if you have to get a tax attorney involved. Right. So even if you don't break the law, you could still be out money because you have to pay your CPA, you have yeah. to pay your attorney. But here's that's the flip side. Here's the flip side to that. that it's not like you can sue the IRS for those costs down the road because you're just
2: not right. But here's the flip side to that. Let's say that a conservative accountant who's afraid of the IRS tells you that you owe a hundred thousand dollars in taxes and an aggressive accountant that's not afraid of the IRS says you owe nothing in taxes. You now have an extra hundred grand to play with. Yeah. So when the audit, if the audit comes, you should have been, maintaining enough with your aggressive like the the reason the audit comes is because the government's fearful or con- inquisitive that you're not paying your fair share in taxes yes and so and that's if you a- have an aggressive mm-hmm. accountant you're now spending less in ta- like that's what triggered the audit you're spending less in taxes yeah you should have the extra funds to offset that should it arise right well should we're gonna get
1: into something that doesn't even matter, but like that is a black and white theory, and that's not how it normally works. That being said, if you've saved that hundred thousand dollars and then you go through the audit and you have to pay that hundred thousand, now you have to pay a hundred thousand plus attorneys' fees, right? Plus tax, and, and and I'm not and I'm not arguing your point. Um, I'm just saying, like you, you have. You have to know what you're getting into when you're getting into it, and a good accountant will tell you that. Right. Like so, there there is accounting software out there that accountants use when they plug all your info. They, they call it. This is like a street term, but they call it the red flag software. Right. As you as you're filing taxes, there's this software that it that it goes through right? that says, hey, this is going to raise a red flag before it even goes out. Right. And and the good accountants know that before it even gets to that software.
2: Yeah. Okay. It's it's no different than any other trade out there. But the, your experienced tradesmen know what's going to cause a problem before it happens. Your yeah, inexperienced yeah. people are just flying by the seat of their pants and then they get surprised by a problem and they're like, oh, fuck.
1: Yeah. Right. But the, but the good accountants that have that software, they know it going into it, and then if a red flag does get raised, they will bring it up to you before they file and say, Hey, like we think that this flag will go down if you do X, Y, and Z.
2: What's wrong with raising a red flag?
1: So when the red flags go up, you do get audited.
2: Okay. What's wrong with
1: that? If you're on the if it's even if it's an even number, if it's, hey, you're gonna break even here, okay? But the red flags are up, and they're going to audit you, okay? And they audit you, and you owe nothing. You're going to owe us $1,500 for having to deal with them, and you're going to owe a tax attorney $2,500 for having to deal with them. That's all. Even though it – no, I'm just saying, just for having that red flag up, even though it wasn't. Now, if you're – and that's what I'm saying. If a good tax attorney says, hey, we can get that flag down, if you move $1,000 to this. Right. That flag goes down. You have nothing to worry about and you're not audited, which means you don't have to pay us more money. You don't have to pay a tax attorney any more money and the IRS isn't up your butt.
2: Right. All of this though is left to the professionals at the tax place. And this is why I have a financial coach that is my intermediary between the accountants and my tax, like my tax accountants and me. Right. Because without that financial coach, then what's happened is you're left to trust your accountant and you don't have the knowledge or the wherewithal to agree or disagree with your accountant. You just have to take them at their word. And, and so basically Mm -hmm. the way that my setup is, is I have a financial coach that tells my accountant what to do. My accountant doesn't tell me what to do. My financial coach, my financial coach and I have discussions about what we want done in the business and then he literally goes to the accountant and says, "Do this," and if they don't do it, they're fired. Yeah, accountants like to act like their ass is on the line. If I get audited, their ass absolutely is not on the line. No, if there's you not have, one accountant ever have, that's been like put in prison because a business if you underreporting revenue, if
1: you have an accountant that's like that, that's not your accountant. Right, that's like red flag number one. Um yeah. that being said about the financial advisor, and, and you and I are in completely like different places. Yeah. Like, like when my accountant says stuff like that, (laughs) this is going to make me sound like a huge douche. Um, like I know the difference. Like I, and that's, but I study that stuff and I know, and, and, and and I bring that uh, and I only bring that up because people that aren't at the level that you're at with their business like a lot of the Tradewinds members, they don't have the money to be paying a financial coach to do that. Okay, They just
2: don't have that fucking money. Some some of it is not, do you have the money to pay the coach? It's, can you afford to not to?
1: You were not paying a financial advisor year one. No. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You can't. But I also went
2: through two accountants in year one. And yeah. I got fucked with a $40,000 tax bill in 15 days to pay it.
1: And that's what... Had I,
2: I had a financial advisor...
1: You're making, you're making my point for me. It is, as small business owners, it is up to us to, to know as much as... Like, we always want to put the burden on the accountant for, okay, I'm doing all this work and I'm doing all this stuff and I've hired you to do it. And I trust you to do it because I've hired you. That's not how it works. It's still, there is still a burden on you to know as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a hard burden. Like, that's a big, giant weight to put on top of people that don't know anything else. Right. But, like, you have to because you don't have the fucking money to do it.
2: But you don't. Here's the flip side. Like, you're
1: speaking in terms of what I've learned. And if I could hindsight and go back, but that's not how it is. Right. You just, you can't fucking do that.
2: But here's the flip side. But what you can do (laughs) is fucking research shit and know. Right. Where you're at. Am I an accountant business or am I a plumbing company? There's not like people don't start plumbing companies because they're wizards in accountantry. So there comes a point where you don't have a choice. You have to go with your gut, hire the trusted professional, hire the highly referred person And then have people audit that shit, right? And so that's what I've—that's where I've graduated to. Yeah, but that's where you've got to. But there's there's not a single listener of this show that, like, I want to say, not a single one. Most people are not crazy savvy in the accounting world. Most people have to put all their stock in the accountant. Like that's the whole reason H and R Block exists and TurboTax exists and everything else, right? Yeah. And it's not the people's fault for not knowing. It's the tax code is like seven thousand pages long.
1: Yeah, the tax code is
2: bullshit. H and R Block doesn't even completely understand it. No, right? that's what
1: Donald Trump said. He I said know. if you don't, if if I can't do my own taxes at my kitchen table, the right. system's broken.
2: So, in an effort of guarding your time, I don't have the years it takes to become a financial expert. To make sure the accountant of my $400,000 a year plumbing company is doing the right things. Like, there comes a point where you have to put stock in that. And then as your company grows, you reinforce it. And so that's what I did. Like, I put stock in one accountant, gone within like two, three months, second month. I fired my first accountant, two months in business. Yeah. And then I put stock in that other accountant. And the moment they surprised me with that $40,000 tax bill, gone immediately, right? And so now I'm on my third accountant, but now I have a financial coach that oversees all this shit to make sure that I do not get into that position again.
1: Yeah. And and, And it's because
2: I I don't have the time to go learn. It's not like I'm refusing to learn the stuff like literally like what's, what started all this is, Oh, I, I understood a problem. Now I have to go learn at least this small subject of it so that I know what's going on. Right. But I mean, accounting is infinite and ever changing. Like you'll never learn it all the way. And if you're like the guy that you were referring to at the beginning of the show where he lost a guy and he doesn't want to replace him, I'll just do it myself. And I lost a guy and yeah. don't want to replace him. And I do it myself. Well, then you just turn into this curmudgeonly person that has zero trust in anybody Yeah. and you don't grow. Right. Yeah. It, Cause you're trying to take it all on yourself. Yeah. And, and so, like you have to put stock in other people, you have to put faith in other people. Yes. and and so, but but you also, it's like trust but verify, right? So I trust my new account's going to do well, <laughs> but I also verify it. And I mean, I I literally pulled P and L reports eight days apart and saw this massive anomaly, and I'm like, oh shit.
1: Yeah, well, right. Well, and what I was saying was like, I'm not arguing that point. I'm arguing the point of, um. You don't it, guys that are starting out don't have the money to hire both. Correct, correct. They have, they have money to hire one, but so also too guys have, that
2: are starting out don't have the revenue to result in the massive tax burden to where it would make financial sense mm-hmm. to even hire the coach. I,
1: I agree to that to a certain extent, unless they hire an accountant that is complete shit. Which the way to negate a lot of that is to know the basics. Like, and the basics are. Whatever you think you're going to profit, you're paying 30% tax on it. You better yeah. have the money set aside.
2: Yeah, we, we covered like, all that in the core episodes.
1: Yeah, but hey, what do, you, what do you tell me all the time? We're going to keep repeating stuff that we have worked I know. on. All, man, I'm just, I want to light you on fire here. In a well,
2: minute. we're 35 minutes into the I show and we haven't talked about shit. I don't we, care. We're on this accounting tangent and we're not, not talking about guarding about, our time. We will
1: talk about it's my time. <laughs> we'll talk about whatever the fuck we, I want to talk about.
2: So. Back on guarding your time.
1: Dave's guarding his because, time. I've guarded my time right now, god damn it. Okay, so for everybody <laughs>
2: listening to the show, Dave has a significant financial awareness that most people don't. And so for Dave, there he does go. not have to hire financial <laughs> pr- professionals to help oversee his accountants. That's not true. However, most not- everybody else listening to the show should definitely look into it. Because every member of Tradewinds that went and hired a financial person if you, after our event
1: if you have has the seen money,
2: significant benefit from doing that. If you have the money to do it, correct. Well, everything is if you have the money.
1: Yeah, well, the people that are only doing <laughs> two hundred grand a year don't have the money to do that.
2: People that are only doing two hundred grand a year in revenue don't need to worry about getting fucked on their taxes because they're not going to have to pay very much.
1: Well, and they should also be doing their <laughs> own taxes. Maybe. That's a whole other topic for yeah. a whole other fucking show. So, when I was 18, I had to fill out my own fucking stupid 1040.
2: When. When we're talking about guarding your time, I think as I a hit
1: him with this pistol,
2: as a do you growing think be business, good,
1: a good thing for the show, also. No, I
0: just know that I feel like we're going to look back on this episode and we're just gonna like laugh at it. Like, remember that one time that it was just oh, like a, a fire fest in the podcaster? <laughs> it's, it's
1: what happens. That's what happens <laughs> when Mitch argues with his wife. Then he's just like argumentative about everything. No, like we talked about it downstairs. I said, Hey, do you ever think that Mitch just like argues just to argue, even though he knows he's wrong? She was like, Yeah, he does. That's what she said, dude, not not me. She's 100% right. Look at his eye quiver. For he, those he who can't see me,
0: I've been hiding behind my mic this whole time.
2: <laughs> so to get back on topic of how to guard your time, when you are a business owner and you have several employees, your time is the most precious commodity you have, and so you have to spend it where you need to spend it. And if you have significant financial awareness, you don't have to waste any time spending it there. You're good. If you have problems with your employees, you need to invest your time there. Um, If you have problems building the business, you need to invest your time. Like you're going to choose where you're going to spend that time. However, Recognizing that time is the most precious thing ever guard it with all of your heart. Learn to like, we've done other other shows about learning to say yes, because you never know what's going to come from it. But there comes a point where you have to say no. Right. Yeah, Cause you just and don't so have the time. Like you, it, it, the, you, it's not that you don't have the time. It's that even if you made the time, it still wouldn't be worth it. So let me give you some prime examples. Um, we're a plumbing company dry out companies love to network through plumbing companies companies that will come in to flood damaged homes and businesses and dry them out Yeah, they love to set up referral you know programs with plumbers yeah. right but here's the bullshit part about it these dry out companies want to come into my company meeting my time my employees my location I think this is why he was fired up earlier yes We've been trying to get to it for thirty-seven minutes.
1: Well, yeah, hey, so you need to take it down a notch. Or <laughs> me and you, are gonna, I are going to have you, problems. You wanted to
2: know what Daniel and I were talking about, and I haven't gotten there yet.
1: Well, goddammit, it! <laughs> because don't be somebody so proud. wants to brag
2: about financial awareness. So, well,
1: you know what? Have financial <laughs> awareness. God
2: damn it! We're so, teaching people shit here, Mitch. So these people want to come <laughs> you know
1: in. with an LBA pin.
2: These people want to come into my office on my employees time and my meeting time and my everything and pitch their shit that makes me zero money, but makes their company profit. It doesn't help my business in one bit. And they they try to act like it will because they'll fix our flood damage stuff for free if we refer them. Well, yeah. So will the seven other dry out companies in our area. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot out. Right. And so shit load. So. Like I guard that time and I'll get people that are like, Hey, I'd love to come in and lead a meeting. And I'm like, no, those meetings are my time. Those meetings are to benefit my business, not yours. Right. I don't let them do that. Well, another thing that happens in our business, we provide the Aflac accident policy. We pay for it for every employee in the company. So if they
1: get hurt, it's supplemental. They pay their checks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we cover the accident policy. Aflac has a whole bunch of other policies. Yeah. They've got, you know, cancer policies, short-term they can, disability, not, yeah, long-term, they
1: can your employees can choose to pay for.
2: Right. Yeah. And so it's Aflac, a pretty
1: good insurance.
2: It's I mean it, it's it's okay, yeah, right? It's a, yeah, Yeah. Uh, good we we wouldn't offer it if we didn't think it was a benefit to our employees. But here's yeah. where it comes to guarding my time. Every single employee. And I don't like I'm going to call Aflac tomorrow and get to the bottom of this. And this is what Danielle and I were arguing you about. You need some butt? Uh, every single employee that we want to sign up through Aflac, Aflac wants to sit them down on my time and spend two hours pitching all the rest of their products to them. And I'm like, I don't think somebody has to sit through. They want
1: to have like, so they want to put on like a, like everyone comes in and then they give like a presentation. Is that what you mean?
2: Every employee one-on-one. I oh, hired a shit. guy last one week. One-on-one, okay. I that's hired right. a guy last week. They want a two-hour meeting so with him. So instead of
1: two hours over all of them, it's two hour per? Well, Which
2: because Which is the same amount of time, but I get it. No, it's two hours individually because you're not hiring... You didn't hire, hire all your employees on the same day. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Right. So so I get it. I've been I've been griping cuz Danielle sets all this up, she handles all that stuff. And I've been griping to her about like you can't tell me that there it's required to have a 2-hour in-person meeting on my time so that I can buy them insurance. And then Aflac can try to sell them more shit, right? Like the only person that's profiting here from this is Aflac.
1: Can I ask you one question? What? Um last night when we were talking to Shelby on the one-on-ones uh-huh. and we were talking about like when, a, when someone's blown up at work and they're like, you were like, usually it's like a problem at home and right. not like a problem with no, work. Is this, this is work? not a, no, this okay. is not I a just, home problem coming uh, to work. Hey, this no is judgment. I was just, I had to ask. This dude, is me. I had to ask.
2: This is me looking out for the okay. profitability of the business and okay. the best use of our time. Okay, and continue. the best use of our company's time is not helping other companies make money. Okay. Right? continue on then. So, So now AFLAC apparently has new policy updates. And so they want to come in and spend three hours with my entire company to go over their new updates. And I, and Daniel was telling me about that downstairs and I'm like, no, I don't even let PowerDry or any of these other companies come into my meeting and, and steal my time. I'm not letting AFLAC do it.
1: I will say this, like AFLAC was the only one for a while. Now there's an, there's a ton of companies that, that awful that awful that offer supplemental insurance. Dude, just move to the next one. Well, like you're gonna call them and you're gonna bitch at them, and they're gonna say blah blah blah. If they say that's our policy, move on.
2: Right. Get, I don't get to the next. Here's one. here's what it in the digital day
1: and age. Federated, Federated Insurance, and this is not a plug my brother-in-law works for Federated. They do one. I doubt, They all do them. I, I doubt that that's I doubt they make you like block out 4 hours I don't time. think
2: Aflac does. I think Aflac asks if they can as if they need to. Oh. Uh, and then to try to get and a then you do steal. because they're wanting to come in and do a sales pitch. Like literally yeah. the whole 2-hour meeting is, "Oh yeah, the company provides this one, but let's talk about all these others." Yeah. And it's like, "Fuck no."
1: Yeah. So I'm like do that on your so own you're time. You going to call them tomorrow and you're going to be like, "Hey, I want to provide this." I'm not doing this meeting bullshit. If you don't want to do it, I'm moving on to the next one.
2: I don't, if they, if they have to meet for two hours, schedule a zoom call at 6 PM. Don't do it on my time. I'm already paying that employee and I'm already paying their benefits. I don't need to pay that employee to be sold shit from you. Yeah. Is essentially what it is, right? Yeah. So that's guarding my meet. Like we, we have once a week meetings for our entire company. There's only, so that's 52 times a year out of the entire year. There's only 52 times a year where we get together and talk team wise about how to advance the company forward. The yeah. last thing I want to do is start giving away one of those 52 opportunities for somebody else to make money and not benefit my company in the slightest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, Maybe and you should
1: ask me, be like, hey, look, I'll let you do it and suck all that up. I want a thousand bucks.
2: Well, yeah, I'll sell my meeting time, right? Yeah, sell your meeting well, time. It's, so,
1: it's kind of almost like, like an a, asshole move, but that's what i do. For. I think, hey, right. you want to sell my... Like, where's my fucking check, dude?
2: Yeah.
0: I think a big part of this is... Like, it may seem intense, but it, what happens is if you let one person in, then the second person a third person...
2: Well, what it ha- what yeah. happens is you establish the habit of letting people steal your time. Mm-hmm. And I'm the, the reason I'm fired up about this is because I was guilty of this for a while. I would have meetings with people that I had no intention on going anywhere. It was just like, oh, you're a fellow business owner. I'm a fellow business owner. Let's go out to lunch. And there's no reason why. Like, what, well, I don't know what they could offer me. I don't know what I could offer them. Well, it's because you it, just
1: feel like I'm part of this community, and this is what I should
2: do. Yeah, it Even gets...
1: Even though it doesn't do anything. It
2: falls under the blind heading of networking, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck networking. Well, n- I mean, networking yeah. is important, but do it with intention. Guard your mm-hmm. time. I was
1: just about to say intentional networking yeah. is important. Mm-hmm. Networking is not important.
2: Right. <laughs> I've, I've got this guy that wants to have... So as a part of Apex, Apex has like thousands of people in it. And as a part of Apex, there's all these people... The the, the thing is, let's hop on a call, right? Right. And they want to jump on a Zoom call and learn about each other and see if we can help each other out, right? Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, unless she's
1: hot and she's licking my sack, I'm out.
2: Yeah, that doesn't happen on Zoom calls.
1: I know that's (laughs) my point,
2: but like, it's worthless. There's, you know, you get all these people that are like, "Hey, I see you're doing awesome things. Let's hop on a call sometime." And and I used to be like, "Yeah, okay," and now I'm like, "No," and they're like, "What?" And I'm like. I don't have the time for that. I'm busy, motherfucker. I got shit going on. Some of these guys are aggressive salesmen, and they'll call me out, and they'll be like, do you not have the time, or you're not willing to make the time? And I'm like, bingo. (laughs) I'm not willing to make the time for you because I'm focused on growing my own business. I had somebody just message me the other day, this this morning. Hey, I'm having an event. Are you coming? And I'm like, no. My sole focus right now is my business, not what you're selling at your event. I said, I'll get there. if it. So what he, were they selling? he, he teaches how to get into like real estate investing. Oh, um, and, and I mean, yeah, okay. Like buy stuff, <laughs> I might learn. Right. But right now I don't need to be learning about real estate investing. I'm trying to grow my business to a certain plateau. And yeah. so, you know, I'm not, I'm guarding that time. I'm not going to go waste time sitting in a seminar for something that I have zero intentions on doing mm-hmm. over the coming days. Right. Another massive time suck and plumbers. This is for you, but get ready. A massive time suck is going to plumbing conventions. Those, those conventions where it's nothing but booths for miles. And all it is is people trying to sell you shit. Well, guess what? They have this thing now called the internet and every single thing at that convention, you can get at the touch of your fingertips without having to travel anywhere without having to go anywhere and you can get all the information you need. Dude. But plumbers love to sacrifice their time to go walk around a convention center for hours on end being pitched sewer machines and sewer cameras and this and that and everything else. Yeah. You, and
1: I mean, like you need a volume.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> the show is guarding your time and I'm, I'm pointing yeah. out all of the areas where our time get gets it. robbed from us. Well, I mean, it, it, And
1: it, it's bad. And, and those shows are bad. They're just, they're the same thing as a home show.
2: They, they, they used a, to be great.
1: It, it's a home show. You're right. They did used to be great. That was a long
2: time ago. They used to be great before the internet. They used to be great before YouTube they used to be great. Bef- yeah. I mean, fuck, January f- or uh, November 1st rolls around and you're seeing Black Friday deals. Mm-hmm. Remember when Black Friday was on a Friday mm-hmm. after, after Thanksgiving?
1: Thanksgiving? Not that. 9 p.m. Now it's the, Jan- uh, uh, November 1. What's, what's the Star Wars thing? Not so long in a galaxy. Yeah, in not a gal- so far away. Yeah. I, like, uh, like, yeah, it was It was recently. Yeah. But now it's today. I I saw a Best Buy one yesterday. Yeah. Like, right. It was like, dude what?
2: Right. And what? And so like, if you, again, spend your time intentionally, right? Um, I've known guys that are like, I need new sewer cameras. I'm going to the convention to talk to the sewer camera people in person to put my hands on them to use them in person, yeah,
1: yeah and, and, and then
2: right. I'm leaving the convention with one in my truck. That's the one perk of those conventions yeah. is a lot of times they'll sell their floor shit for a fraction of the price.
1: Well, and you can compare, like you can literally compare all five in a 10-minute window. Right. You're like, okay, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. That one's my favorite. I want to get it. Right. You, know, you can buy the floor model or buy it later. But you're right. right. That's like the one big perk.
2: Those are the one big perks for that. But unfortunately, most people think of it as like a vacation, and they just go there wasting their time, and they try to call it work stuff, right? Yeah. And and it's it's Uh just a big time suck, right? But ultimately... All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show your time is the most valuable thing ever. And so you need to be aware of how much time you are wasting everywhere. And what's kind of brought this up and it's daily, right? Oh God. Yeah.
1: So I noticed this, uh, it's weird. The older I've gotten and the more stuff I take on, like I've noticed not necessarily how valuable my time is, but how much time I have to delegate, To each individual process or job or whatever to get things done and it's made me aware that I don't have as much time as I thought I had when I was 25. Right. You know what I mean? You just don't have it. You do not have it. It makes you be um, very meticulous about how you schedule, about things that you take on, about what's going to be profitable and what's going to be not. It's very, the older you get and the more stuff you take on, the more important it is to be aware of your time, your scheduling and what you have going on.
2: The, the better you manage your time, the faster your business will grow. And so that's why you have to start managing your time at a, at a young age in business. If even if you don't have employees yet, you still have to be very, very careful of how you manage your yeah, time. 100%. And so like, if you're a one guy in a truck operation, your truck better be fucking spotless. And the reason yeah. why I say that is because if your truck's not spotless and you're constantly having to dig through shit to find shit, you're wasting your own time. Yeah. And you're wasting your customer's time, yeah. right? Uh, and, 100%. And so when you hire somebody and they see you're a nasty truck, they're going to have a nasty truck. And then they're going to be wasting their time and your time because now you're actually paying them more to have a shady truck.
1: Yeah. And, right? And, like, so and when it's you're, just
2: because they're following your lead.
1: When, and when you're a one-man shop, like I was – like everything in that truck has to be organized and not only organized, but you have to know where everything's at and what you have.
2: And, and because not, it, I'll, like I'll go one step further.
1: That's the difference between four service calls a day and six. Right. Or three service calls and having to make three 45 minute trips to the supply house because you don't have it. Right. Like you have to be organized and, and you have to know where everything's at.
2: It's, it goes beyond having to know where everything's at. Because I've seen guys with shitty trucks that know where everything is in the pile of shit. Right? Well, they know where that ball valve is hiding under the pile of used parts and scrap and trash from four days ago. Right? Yes. You have to have a system for where everything is.
1: Well, and that system, um, when you hire someone else later that system is already in place.
2: Right. 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 You have to have a system for why the truck is set up the way it is and where everything is and why the quantities are what they are and everything like, like we have a very exacting system for what's on our trucks and why and where, um, all the way down to this shit's heavy so it goes on a bottom shelf so it's the truck's not top heavy. This shit's light. Like all of our yeah, PvC. We don't want to flip one. Yeah, all <laughs> of our PvC P V C fittings are on the top shelves. Yeah. And that's not just because that's where they landed, it's because they're lightweight. Yeah. And all of our garbage disposals and sump pumps and black iron fittings are on the bottom shelves. Yeah. Because they're heavy.
1: I can't wait to steal one of your trucks.
2: Yeah. It's gonna be fucking awesome. So um, you know, we Spencer all is outside. All of the guys leave them outside. I see them out there every time <laughs> almost yeah. every tr- service truck ever is left outside because they I, don't fit in garages
1: do you um you got your laptop right? yeah, open that up, Google how to steal a Ford transit yeah give <laughs> well, um, me all that video so
2: I? so you've got to be running in a situation of guarding your time and and uh, like I want to be transparent. what's brought all this up and what's made it fiery for me is. <laughs> I started 75 <laughs> hard eight days ago, Oh God. right? So that takes We're up a lot of your time oh because God. you're, you're committing two 45 minute workouts a day, right? Like everything else is not too, too big of a time thing. It's the two 45 minute workouts that you got to get in. So you're, you're like making time for that. But then in addition to all of that, I got one plumber that's on vacation. I got another plumber that called out sick. I got a brand new plumber that I'm training and having to ride with. And I've got installers that are out doing jobs that need my attention all day long too. Not to mention all the other phone calls and everything else that it takes to run the business. Sounds like you're delayed. So, I'm in a service truck. <laughs> I'm in a service truck trying to train my new guy. Yeah. To and, and give him the attention and time he deserves because the faster I get him trained, the the faster he gets to making really good money. Right. But then, in addition well, the to fa- all that, it
1: frees up your time.
2: Well, yeah. The faster I get him yeah. trained, the I'm buying my time back. Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to do all of that. Plus we got trade wins. Plus we got the podcast. Plus I'm even, doing 75 hard. Did you even fucking tell me nothing? Plus my staff was like at a fraction of what it was yesterday. You
1: ain't fucking telling me shit, bro. Right.
2: I know. So I know. But what, it, what I'm saying is when moments like these come, it will highlight how well you have your time balanced and how well you don't. Right. And so if you don't have your time back, like all of these times are going to be stressful. But if you don't have your time balanced really well, you will drown in these moments. If you have your time balanced really well, it's going to put you to the test, but you're not going to drown, right? Like right now, yeah, I am going right. I, right now, I am going through some struggles in the time management thing. There's just not enough time in the day right now, right? Yeah. And it's environmental things that have all stacked on top of each other. 75 hard and training a new guy and understaffed and accounting problems and needing to do meetings there, but I can't because I'm in a truck and you know, all of these things. However, I still have a base level of, of letting my calendar own me, right? I'm, I I live and die by my calendar. And so I have a base level of that awareness going on that allows me to survive through it. Right. Um, but like, as you are it, it, like you got to guard your employees' time as well if you ha- if you're listening to this show and you have employees, you have to guard their time too and and sometimes guarding their time is routing their service calls in an efficient manner so that they don't have consistent back to back one hour drive times between calls, right yeah, you um, have to be
1: aware of their time
2: yeah, and everyone's service area takes is, yeah
1: you have to be aware
2: everyone's service areas are different. Right. But like, and and sometimes this is avoidable and sometimes it's not, it just depends on when the calls come in and how they're organized and everything else. But like, let's say you have a a city that's 30 minutes from your shop and most of your work is near your shop and you have one call tomorrow. That's an outlier at that 30 minute away. Right. Well, if somebody else calls in, in that outlier area and needs service, like you owe it to your guy and your company and therefore yeah, you to, to try to reschedule some goal. around and get yeah. both of those outlier calls back to back.
1: Yeah. You need to reschedule his next call yeah. and then move that call into that space
2: or 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 do whatever. Right. And, like and that's ideal. Yeah. Well, it just kind of depends. It depends on the urgency of the calls and why they're calling and can they wait? Is it a. Is it an, a future install estimate that they want? Like, hey, we're thinking about remodeling the bathroom. Well,
1: then, yeah, you don't do Obviously, that.
2: Obviously, you're not getting yeah. into that right away, right? But, like, there's there's dynamics for that. But what I'm saying is being aware of your travel time so you're routing efficiently and guarding your time, right? Um, you know, it. Th- there are so many areas out there where you have to look at it like, and you're not being a dick. Like, when I when I call Aflac tomorrow and tell them, no, you're not coming in and stealing my entire company's time for three hours. I'm see, not,
1: that's the difference between you and I. I would call and be a dick.
2: Well, no. I'm going to call like and... be forceful and I'd they, be a They dick. may be... They, but that's what I'm saying. They may think I'm being a dick, but I'm not. I'm looking out for the profitability and the success of my own company. Well, and that's number one. Right. That's your number one job. Right. My number one job is not to make sure I give Aflac a bunch of clients. My number one job is to make sure I've got a profitable plumbing company that can give back to our right. employees in our community. Right. Right. And so like, I, I'll find this out tomorrow and I'm, I'm willing to bet that I'm right, but you can't tell me that Aflac can't schedule a two hour zoom call at 6 PM and get all the information to everybody that they want. And they the guys don't can want to, that's, the guys can look at it deal. on their own time. That's probably the deal. Right. They just don't want to, they're right. like,
1: Hey, we want to try to schedule nine to fivers.
2: So. I, I got asked you know. today, do I ever send guys off for specialized training? And I said, absolutely not. And they were like, what? Why? And I'm like, they don't val- like they, they won't value it. I'm going to spend my time mm-hmm. and my money to send a guy off for offsite training somewhere. Some specialty training. Yeah,
1: he's eating barbecue for lunch. Not paying He attention. looks at it like
2: it's a work vacation. And oh, Fuck I guess yeah, I got to maybe learn a little bit while I'm here. Right. Fuck yeah. So like if a guy's not willing to learn on his own time, he's definitely not going to learn on your time.
1: What does that have to do with Affleck?
2: Well, it's just all those times where you're robbing time away from your own company. No,
1: no I mean, why would they care? That's what I'm saying. Why would Affleck give a shit if you're spending sending your guys off somewhere else?
2: No, no, no. Affleck didn't ask. Oh, somebody okay. else asked oh, okay. me. Do I ever send my guys off for say, offside why training? The
0: fuck would Affleck?
2: Yeah, yeah. you that? No, somebody else asked me, and and I told him, you know, I don't waste the t- if if that guy is not willing to put in the time, effort, and energy and learn that on his own. Yeah. He's not going to learn it when I pay for it. Like it's not the money standing in the way it's the desire. And that's, you know, you can't create desire in somebody that they don't have within themselves. And yeah. so, you know, I can't be like, Hey, I'm going to send you off to Navian training. It's three days in California you know, come back ready to learn or, you know, ready to implement what you learned. <laughs> yeah. Like they're looking at it like it's a company paid three day vacation. Yeah, exactly. I would do the same
1: thing. I'd be like, right. fuck. Yeah, dude, go to that go to the bar, go to that, go to the bar, go to right. that, go to the bar, come back and be like, Hey, I read the manual
2: dude. That's I was like what? That's basically what's happened. I have an above average. Like I'm not patting myself on the back here. I've just seen being it. it's honest, it's not above average. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you
0: open that door for yeah.
2: me. <laughs> I'm not patting myself on the back here. This is just it wah- is what it wah. is. <laughs> I have a a significantly above average level of intelligence when it comes to plumbing, especially plumbing diagnostics.
1: Ooh, and, challenge accepted. <laughs>
2: uh, I'd smoke you, but anyway, would we? Uh, Would we? I get asked all the time, but like guys will be stumped on a problem for two hours, and they'll call me, and I'll solve it with them within ten minutes over the phone. Yeah, and and they're like, "How the fuck did you know that? Like, where did you go to learn it's called
1: that?" Experience.
2: It it's not called experience. It's, it's called experience. application of my own personal time it's to experience. learn it. Right. That's ex- like
1: that's what. That's,
2: well, that's what experience is. <laughs> I mean. No, it's not like experience is only experience if you applied yourself during the time. Like we, we've, uh, it, it's it's no it's no different than the guy who says I've got twenty years of experience. Do you or do you have five years of experience and then you've milked it for another fifteen years in the industry? Like, did you well, that, fifteen years ago? Did you stop learning?
1: We're not talking about them. We're talking about you,
2: right? But what I'm saying is I never stop learning. I'm always looking for new ways to do things. I'm always looking for new processes. I'm always looking for faster ways to diagnose things. Um, In our area, gas water heaters are really popular. Electric water heaters are not all that common, but they're coming because new construction, you're seeing a lot of electrics, right?
1: I was going to say, it's been 90% electrics for the last... 10 years.
2: Yeah. And so as those water heaters start to age out, plumbers are going to have to start learning how to work on electric water heaters, right? And you should know, but this is regional. The
1: good thing about electric water heaters are there. Unless the tank's leaking, you can rebuild the entire thing. Cost wise, 50
2: bucks, depending on the ethics of the company. Yes or no. Right? Like, You you've got some unethical truth. companies out yes, there that are truth. like you got a bad thermostat but I'm going to tell you you need a whole new water heater. Yeah. And and this is an this is where I'm going with this. Because plumbers in our area don't have to work on electric water heaters all that much, they refuse to learn how to work on them. And then whenever they come up to one, yeah. they they because they don't know how to work on them, they sell through fear. Because they're, they're, I'm afraid, I don't know how to work on it. So the only yeah. solution I know
1: here is to replace it. The craziest thing is they're easier to work on than gas. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, you can you can ohm out the two right. elements in five minutes, and if it's not that, right? Guess what? It's the controls. And
2: if you're the guy <laughs> you that's can do just an
1: entire rebuild for fifty bucks.
2: If you're like like here's the bad plumber, right? They walk up to an electric water heater with a red reset button popped out. They push it in, they kind of look at it, they think to themselves, I don't fucking know what's going on, but it's heating right now, so I must have fixed it. And they walk away from it's there,
1: the patting yeah. themselves
2: on the back, thinking they fixed it, and didn't even realize that it's got a bad lower element. Yeah, Like, a bad lower yeah. element is the cause of a red reset button popping out 90% of the time. Not every time, yeah. 90% of the time, yeah. right? Be bad TMP. We got a pretty badass YouTube yeah. video for how I diagnose those, and I'm not pitching the YouTube <laughs> dun, video. Dun, 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 dun. I'm, I'm not, I mean the video has got enough views. Like anybody listening to the show is not going to impact that at all. But what I'm saying is you get to see like most people. And and if we have plumbers listening to this show, most people, most people think you diagnose a bad element by ohming it out. And I proved that wrong in the video. I prove why ohming it out is not the best solution because it can pass an ohms test, but it can fail an amperage test. And so you got to do an amp draw on each leg of the element to learn if it's partially failing because I've watched elements pass an Ohm's test and trip that red reset button a day later. And now I look like an idiot, right? That's like, so I had to go back and learn. Will, how do I prevent that?
1: Like, I will say that, but the, the percentage of it actually that happening is like
2: 1%. It happens a lot. It, <sighs> I mean, and here's why
1: you get any, any plumbing seen him, company out I've there. I've also seen them. I've done this. I've seen them where they will pass an ohm test and then you reset them, and then literally that element lasts four years, five years, and then you go back and now it's out. Yeah. So, like, it's not. So that's not a not bad. Cut and, it's not cut and dry that um, ohms versus amps will exactly tell you what's going on every time i mean it's like a one that's like a one percent failure ohms two percent failure
2: ohms will tell you if it's failed amps will tell you if it's good and there's a big wide range between completely failed and good you so, can you, you see a lot of partial failures and elements we're
1: gonna we'll we're are trick a lot of people we're here. we're gonna get into it here so w- when you're running your voltmeter like if you have it on continuity and it beeps. You you put it on both sides, beep. Okay, right. there's continuity between it. That means that thing's intact. You hit it with the ohms. The ohms are supposed to be 16, and you put it on there, and the ohms are two. Obviously, there's a section of it that's burnt or is starting to be melted. Right. You put it on there, and it's eight. It's not right, but that motherfucker may last three years. Right. You put it on there, and it's 14, and it's supposed to be 16 ohms. That son of a bitch is basically good, almost brand new. Like Possibly. It, there are, like... Saying that that, saying that your ohm reading is a guarantee of that needs to be changed out
2: is... What what I'm saying it's is... It's the if same it, thing
1: as an electric motor.
2: What what I'm saying is if it fails an ohm's test... i an HVAC guy. <laughs> it, if it fails an ohm te, ohm's test, you do have a failed element. But if it passes an ohm's test, that does not mean your element is good.
1: Yeah. I, you I, have
2: to run it through an amp draw test and compare one leg to the other.
1: Well, and, so, that's, it, and that's true, but an amp draw test, so if... If that thing is, say that that thing is six years old and it's covered in calcium, your amp draw test will be higher just because it's covered in calcium. No, it won't. Yes, it will.
2: Nope. Yes. It, nope. You will, will you, will never, you will never draw more it, energy from an element than the electrical system can provide. So what you what you end up seeing is less amperage because it's partially failing. And as it fails, it's the it, amperage gets less and less and less. I didn't say
1: partially failing. I said covered with calcium. Yeah, covered with calcium
2: and it, it'll still draw 18.75 amps.
1: So if that thing but that doesn't have anything to do with the electrical. What's happening with the electrical? If if that thing is drawing if that thing is drawing 18 amps, okay, but it's covered with calcium, it will draw more amps. But that doesn't mean that the electrical system will kick out.
2: Uh, okay. Here's the thing. It won't. This show's not about plumbing diagnostics, but I'm just gonna—I'll just nip this one in the bud and I say, like,
1: I—I <laughs> I like this kind of talk.
2: Well, I, I get it, but what I'm saying is, in 20 years of doing this, I've never seen a 240 volt water heater draw more than 18.75 amps on an element. Regardless of how much scale is in there. Oh, I've seen it as they fail,
1: serious fucking amps
2: that when the red reset and button pops, it's not because it's over amping.
1: No, I know it's because of temperature,
2: right? Right. It's yeah. because there's a partial failure in the elements never shutting off. Yeah. And it's constantly heating the water slightly. Yeah. And so you have to go find that partial failure. And when you're looking for that partial opening in the element without removing it, you can have a partial opening in the casing of an element and it will pass the Ohms test. Because it's still drawing the right yeah. resistance, right?
1: And it, it, it's like it, it, the same thing is, have you ever seen a partial, have you ever seen a completely blown element and the reset didn't kick? It's because the reset went bad. Well, And it was drawing more amps than it was supposed to be and burned up that element because the safety didn't kick.
2: Some, so yeah, sometimes you get a bad safety. Other, yeah. Like a completely blown element won't trip a reset because a completely blown element won't heat the water.
1: But it should have been blowing that element before it completely yes. failed. Right. So like
2: Yeah. But but ultimately what That's I'm, what
1: makes that stuff interesting. And that's why I like talking about it. Because yeah. it's just it's the same thing as an electric motor. It just it that kind of shit intrigues me. Yeah. We should what, have a whole thing on electric motors one day. That'd be a lot of fun.
2: What what I'm getting at is like <laughs> Not for nobody else, taught but just for me. <laughs> nobody taught me how to work on electric water heaters. No, I had to experience. figure that shit out on it's my experience. own and, and it's, it's not only experience, it's the investment of my own time to learn for myself. Right. And the reason why nobody taught me is because in, in our area, electric water heaters aren't common enough to make it happen.
1: They are now, but yeah, you're right. Back well, when we were starting up there they weren't for they a ser- weren't.
2: for service businesses, they still aren't common enough.
1: Th- they're coming around New, the corner. I know, they're I know right on the horizon.
2: But, but what I'm saying is as these water heaters start coming around the corner, you're going to have plumbers that are like, can you send me to electric water heater training? Can you tell me this and all this stuff? And I'm like, no prove to me that you're willing to learn by investing your own time in it first. And then I'll add to that. Yeah. And as a company owner, you have to guard your training time. Like as a company owner, you have to recognize what training time is efficient and what training time is wasted. And I can't tell you how many companies are training their employees that their, their employees aren't fucking listening. No, they're not So so stop <laughs> no, training them because you're just wasting your time as a trainer. I,
1: I will say this, as far as like big companies sending um, like three or four guys, five guys, whatever, to like big training, like O'Connor company training, Ferguson training, all that that's bullshit. Like if you're gonna train guys, what you should be doing if say you have eight guys, you should be training four of them in the shop by your own expertise.
2: Like, that's... And that's how we do it.
1: That's legitimate training. Like, hey, guys, we're going to have water heater day today. Like, I'm yeah. gonna, we're going to break down. I'm going to open this motherfucker up and I'm going to show you, like, this is how you should be checking them. Yeah. Like, that is different. Like, in-house get-after-it training is 90% more effective than sending your guys to Ferguson when they have a quote-unquote training day, which is really just hobnobbing, rubbing elbows, eating barbecue, learning nothing about pro flow, anything. Right. Like that's just, that's just how it is.
2: It's a waste of time. It is a fucking waste of time. So I'll tell you, like you said in-house training is 90% effective and I'll agree with you there. You know what's 100% effective? On the job training. On the fly training when you're now thrown into a situation you're not prepared for. Here's how most people handle that. They freak out and they want to get out of there as fast as possible because they don't yeah. want to get embarrassed they that they don't cell, know it.
1: Well, they use their cell phone. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Or yeah, hey, or Mitch. they call or whatever, hey, right? Hey, Mitch. I know.
2: I don't answer those calls. We've talked about that. Yeah, I don't yeah. answer those. I'm like, figure the fuck out. Yeah. Right? They
1: call me. I say, hey, look, this is how you do it. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: So um, Yo, Spence, what's up, you, you've got to take the time. Like, how did I learn electric water heater stuff? Well, yeah. I tried to research as much as I can on my own, but there's only so much you can do until you find a failed element in the wild, and now you get to really test your skills. Yeah. Right? So yeah. when I would find that failed element in the wild, it wasn't a race to solve the problem. It was a, let's take an extra 10 minutes it's with not my that meter. It's much
1: time. No. It's really not.
2: Let's take an extra 10 minutes, and cool. This element's failed. Now let's learn more about how this wa- this failed water heater is now yeah. behaving. A
1: 45- or a 4500 watt element is the ohm reading is X. Right. This one is at this. You'd a 3, be 4500 is at this. You'd be this amazed how many plumbers
2: this. out there think that an electric water heater powers both elements at the same time. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not I, shitting you. Like that's a common thing. It's because they're idiots.
1: Which one's the, and, which one is powered first,
2: Mitch? Uh, the upper one drives the bus, and ah, then when the upper one is satisfied, okay. it sends power to the lower uh, lower thermostat.
1: There you and go. And then when the lower thermostat is unhappy, it I sends it power. Gonna, I thought he was going to fuck it up.
2: No, it all starts in the upper one. Yeah. It starts and finishes in the upper element.
0: Yeah. But it has to because that's where the cold water goes into the bottom.
2: Hot yeah. water sucked off the top.
0: Well, the uh, the thermal expansion video oh, we did we go. for YouTube. Said the video that, guy. That's That was made possible because before we made each video, we looked at the last one and said, okay... What worked with this one, what didn't. And so basically, that thermal expansion video that's popped off, that was a, a culmination of 30 videos where we got this wrong, but we fixed it on the next one, and then we fixed that on the next yeah. one. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're on the video side, and the same thing with plumbing is we're all, we don't ever go forward without looking back and just kind of seeing,
2: right, kind of what happened. You don't look that. back to dwell on the past. You look back to find ways to improve so, so that you don't make the mistake you again, learn. right? Mm-hmm. You but, learn. But as a, as if you're a service person look listening to this show and you get to a service call where you don't know how to find the problem call Mitch. That's not a problem, that's a blessing. That's literally a gift horse handed to you for the the best training ever. Yeah. Because now you're going to have to figure it out. And don't just speed through it and hope to make it somebody else's problem. Push the red reset button, hey it's heating a little bit and then you leave knowing you didn't do shit to fix it and knowing that that thing is probably going to pop back off and you do, you yeah. still don't, you the, aren't any closer to a solution than you red, were before.
1: The red reset is never like never reset it. Like, like you can reset it. It's going off. Yeah. It's always going to go back off.
2: Yeah. I can, I can think There's of like maybe I can think of once or twice in my entire career where a red reset button was tripped. You're talking 05 percent. Yeah, where where I could not find a reason why, and I literally walk away from those calls going, I don't know why it tripped. Yeah, like well, elements, maybe
1: elements over amp.
2: Well, I don't think do happen. I don't think but it's, it's that. Very, I think very very rare. In those rare cases, I think a random failure, like a thermostat, got stuck on. And it overheated, like if thermostat sticks on, it's just elements going to heat and heat and heat and heat and heat, yeah. and then your re- reset button's going to pop off. Well, and that That's happens. That's ultimately why the reset button's there.
1: Well, and that, like, so gas furnaces, they have that, like, um, the overheat um, flame rollout switches. Like, yeah. they'll do that. Yeah. Like, like one will kick, and then it'll stay stuck open. Yep. And then someone will call, and you go there, and you're like, oh, I reset it. And then you don't hear from them ever, right? Like it just sometimes things and, get stuck.
2: And you so like on a gas, I've never seen this on an electric water heater because they do have the eco switch. Yeah. Um, I have seen this on gas water heaters where the gas valves get stuck in the on position, and,
1: just and burn then the gas and it kicks back on. Well, the
2: TMP blows yeah. under temperature. Yeah. That's a scary fucking thing to be. Like I've been around one water heater when the TMP when, when the TMP blew for temperature. So
1: it's just rolling water for fucking 10 minutes and for, you're, no. you're trying to push on it.
2: There ain't no pushing. Like like you're trying, you're hitting it with yeah. a hammer. I so, hit
1: one with a hammer trying to get it to close. It does not fucking close. No.
2: So for so for those that don't it's know it's been
1: it, on for 10 minutes.
2: A temperature pressure relief valve has a very very sophisticated spring inside it. Aren't
1: they 150s?
2: Yeah, well, 155 PSI or 210 degrees. Yeah. And that spring Is It's sprung at 155 PSI. It'll hold back 155 pounds of pressure. However, that spring is made of a very unique kind of metal that loses all rigidity at 210 degrees. Yeah. And so if that water heater sticks on and that water temp gets to 210 210 degrees that spring collapses. Yeah. It loses all rigidity and it will not regain rigidity until it cools off. Yeah. The TMP's at the top of the tank. Yeah. So you you got to burn through. It's
1: 25 gallons probably of water.
2: Probably more than that. 40 gallons of water is hitting that floor at a three-quarter inch beam (laughs) full flow Until that thing shuts off. You're
1: flowing some serious shit.
2: Unless you turn off the cold inlet to the heater and then you just let it cool off on its own, right?
0: Yeah, but you've got to be standing there to let it do that. Right. I like to do that. (laughs) I mean, where you would step in is if, say, if you had a plumber that's like, hey, I'm really trying to figure this thing out. I've been looking at it for three hours. I'm, You know, do you have any suggestions for me? (laughs) Yeah. I'm talking about, you know.
2: Yeah, but then, like, how that would work is, again, guarding your time and your future time. Don't jump in and solve the problem for them.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Ask them right. questions. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
2: Ask that plumber questions for helping them get to the solution on their own. You can't just give them the answer today. What, one of my one of my uh, online mentors, um, and I get to see him from time to time. He's cool as fuck. He drives a purple Lamborghini. Then the license plate says "I has GED," and then he's got a Bentley. No, it's a Rolls Royce. And the Rolls Royce has a license plate that says GED for me.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious.
2: Yeah. And then I think he's got another couple of exotic cars. One of them's like no college or like he puts all of these license plates on there to say like, I didn't go to school. Right?
1: Yeah. Um, Which is probably some dick move I
2: would do. The dude dude is. (laughs) If
1: I had money.
2: (laughs) He's talking about starting a podcast and I hope he does because he thinks about things in such a unique way. It's really fucking cool. But
1: we got this morning to start having a buyout talk like if you leave me to go do a podcast with someone else like you owe me some serious now, money
2: <laughs> uh, this this guy posted a video today these bears are trying to climb this snowbank. okay and they're being filmed from afar and the mama bear struggles to get up the steep snow and this is a tall fucking snowbank. and there's like a cliff at the bottom okay the mama bear struggles to make it up there but she finally gets up there and she leaves her fucking cub at the bottom. And the cub has to go up there. I see you, bro. And so you the video goes together. on for like five minutes of this cub trying and falling and sliding and trying and falling and sliding and trying and falling and sliding. And the general premise of the video is the only time you fail is when you give up. Right. But then my buddy Jacob, he comes in there with his badass thoughts. And he was like, here's the problem. If people were there close by, they would have been thinking they needed to rescue the bear. If, if people yeah. were, yeah. you know, people are watching this and commenting, thinking, yeah. why didn't the mom help soft. the cub, right? Yeah, she's letting him learn. Meanwhile, a valuable leader, put this into human yeah. perspective, a valuable leader runs to the top of the hill, stands there and cheers everybody on so that yeah. they learn for themselves that they too can get there on their own. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If mama bear would have gone down there and picked up the cub and brought it to the top, the cub, all the cub learns is mama bails me out when I need it. Yeah, the cub did not learn anything. Yeah, we have a customer right now. We're doing some free work in their home. This girl is out of college. She works in a hospital. She works four tens. Pretty cool shift if you're working a hospital. Um, she gets Tuesdays off. Where they're doing work today, right? And we break open the concrete and we find all kinds of surprise. Well, for one, um, we put a spade shovel through her fiber optic internet line in her yard. Uh, and we knew, like we knew, it was a risk. It like it was, it was like in writing where we have to dig is right near where your your fiber optic service comes into your house, and that's a tiny ass line. I have no clue. Have you
1: seen those new AT and Ts? They're this big. They're like the old school phone lines. They're black. They're yeah. As white as this pin.
2: Yeah, and they got little fiber optics in them. They this is Google Fiber. Like the,
1: they look like this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and so I'm like. It's awful. We could call in locates and you, like, I already know where it is. I have no clue how I'm going to dig this up without breaking that. And sure enough, we broke it, yeah, right? You, you dig it with a shovel. But the problem is... No, we dug it. Like, we. this was an excavator. This was God hand it, shovel. Don't
1: stop interrupting me. You're going <laughs> to dig it with a shovel, but you're going to cut it with the shovel. Yeah. Every time. It's yeah. Just, it, it is what it is. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous.
2: And, and so that gets her all in a panic. Like, we don't know what we're doing. And it's like, no, I told you... Like, we have to navigate this. We might hit it. If we hit it, we're going to fix it. Yeah, no big deal. They'll come out, they'll fix it.
1: No no worries.
2: Yeah. Well, then we break up our concrete, and we get surprised with a whole bunch of shit under the concrete that we weren't expecting. The concrete was 18 inches thick. We didn't even get get broke through it until one in the afternoon. That's thick, dude. And then their sewer line... Their sewer line and three branches of their sewer line are encased in the eighteen inch thick concrete. Ooh. We didn't even know it as we're breaking through the concrete, we ran this the jackhammer right through their sewer line. Uh. Okay? And and their uh. sewer line's where a sewer line's not uh. supposed to be. So we didn't even like we didn't even televise the uh. line to learn where it is, right? Uh. So <laughs> this job's going to hell in a handbasket. But here's Poop the everywhere. here's the here's the tie-in to the bear story. Her parents are realtors. Every t- every time we talk to her, it's I got to get my parents on the phone. Hold on, and she puts them on speaker. And yeah, and what we're have we can't ever talk to the parents. We have to talk to the parents through her. Well, she doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, so it's like the worst translator yeah. ever. Yeah, and so now the parents are getting some watered down version of what actually happened. So today the parents actually show up at the house pissed, and then now we're able to actually communicate with the parents and realize okay, nothing's bad happened. We just got thrown for some surprises and we're gonna have to come back on a later day and revisit this and get it fixed, right? Yeah. So a one-day job turns into a two-day job for situations out of our control. But the the tie-in is those parents did not set that girl up for success. Those parents are the They're helicopter parents. They're the linchpin for her homeowner. Like they never taught her watch out for this, watch out for that, be okay for this, be okay for that. What they taught her was Call us when you need us. God, I and it's fucking scary.
1: Like I like we're an hour and twenty and I wanna dive into bad parenting. Yeah.
2: Like I That can be next week's show.
1: Like <laughs> Leadership. We should, we should talk about it because
2: Leadership or leadership.
1: These kids don't fucking know shit. I know. They know literally nothing.
2: Um We'll save it for next week. Okay. So I'm, I'm going I'm to write it down. Write it down. Leadership or leadership. That's going to be the yeah, topic and, of next and week's write show. Down, um, write
1: down for me, parents and kids not being able to leave the nest. I have some seriously strong thoughts about it. Austin. I'm just kidding. Not Austin. <laughs> not Austin. Austin's actually doing pretty good. You doing okay, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Do you start working out? No. Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: All right, well, let's wrap it up for this one. This one's kind of gone long, too, but we knew it was. So that's um, uh, guys if this show brought you value. If you learned something from this show, if it made you think about things in a new way, do us a favor and share this show with somebody. Literally pull your phone out, hit the share button and send it to who you think needs to hear it. If you've got somebody that's not very good at guarding their time and they're constantly complaining about how busy they are, but they're not very effective, then share them this show. Like that's how this show the, the word for this show gets out. We don't charge for this show. We like it's free, baby. We we do have a sponsor of the show, Field Pulse. Pays right, this is hardly fucking anything. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna say their sponsorship arrangement compared it's to awful. the hours of this show, it's it's not like we make a whole awful. lot of money, right? Uh, Austin is the highest paid person in this room right now. Whoop. So uh, yeah,
1: you know what? Um, I thought I was gonna stab you with that pin. I'm gonna stab Austin when the show's over. <laughs>
2: there you go. Fuck him. So
0: hey, we got a quarter million views on one video. You almost stab you with a pin. Doesn't
2: matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, until next time, guys. We will see you later. later yes.